franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. We're for over 14 years now. We've been asking the Franchipreneurs all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Yanni Kosmides, the founder of Apollo Greek Grill. And Apollo is the most authentic Greek gyro you can get without buying a plane ticket. And we're going to talk to Yanni about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the Franchipreneurs of one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Yane Kosmides, the founder of Apollo Greek Grill, and Apollo is the most authentic Greek gyro you can get without buying a plane ticket. Hi, Yanni. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good morning, Marty. Good. How are you? Thank you for having I'm me. I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you on the show, Yanni. I always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from sunny Southern California. That's fantastic. 9 a.m., about 55 degrees. 
<laughs> well, I know it, it, we got three feet of snow here in eastern Pennsylvania, Yanni. It's been snowing for like, I think, like three and a half days now. So uh, God bless you. You're lucky to be in California today, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I figured I'd rub, in that, I'd rub it in a little Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, and you have a great story too, Yanni. I mean, if, when, when we talk about um, Apollo Greek Grill, I mean, we really have to go back to, I think it was in 1977. I, did, did you want to kind of go back? to that time and talk about how this whole concept came about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, my dad came to the States from a little farm village in, in Greece, you know, mm-hmm. learning hard work working on the farms back then. And uh, imagine Greece in the 70s wasn't like the U.S. in the 70s. It was right. uh, one, one black and white TV, I think, for the whole yep. village and one phone for the whole village, something like that. Wow. So he actually came here for agricultural engineering, of all things. Wow. And uh, ran out of money, unfortunately. He came with a yeah. scholarship. He ran out and started working as a fry cook. Uh, to make a long wow. story short, bought a restaurant in 1977, mm-hmm. grew it, started growing from there, over 20-something restaurants in his career. And then he thought he was done with restaurants when we went to college. He uh, sold his last place. Well, we were in uh, USC here in L.A., mm-hmm. and a couple years later, 2010, we pulled him back in. My brother and wow. I decided to get back in the business because that's what we knew how to do. We enjoyed it. We loved it. Right. And a few restaurants later, we did, we've did. we done drive through restaurants, fast food restaurants, without drive through full-service diners with bars, with mm-hmm. bakeries. And finally, we decided, you know what, it's time to do something for us. Right. And doing all these to, to grow and and because that's what the area called for, but we couldn't mm-hmm. find an authentic true Greek gyro anywhere. So we decided it was time to do it. Uh, what a so story. In 2017, we did uh, the first Apollo. After a couple of years, a few years planning it uh, on the couch at night after work and finding yeah. the right suppliers in order to be able to call it truly authentic, we finally pulled the trigger. Wow. So you grew up in this business then, didn't you, Yanni? I mean, from a young age, I mean, you've really been exposed to this business. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's, it's what you know, isn't it? It is. It truly is. I mean, we, we actually grew up in Greece and my dad was always back and forth in order to take care of the business here, but also mm-hmm. spend time with us and, and raise us with the same work ethic and, and values and morals that uh, he was raised with. Yeah. So our summer vacation, actually, let's say school closed June 5th or May 5th, right. whatever it was. Two days later, we were on a plane to come here in uh, California and work the restaurant. So it was our it was wow. our summer vacation. I remember pulling up a milk crate orders at the register. Wow. Because I couldn't reach <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's an amazing story you know, when, I, when I heard it. You know, it, it, it kind of, not to compare it to my, my life, my, my mom, she is originally from uh, Tunis, Tunisia, you know, and kind of a similar story to, to what you experienced. My grandfather was also a farmer, you know, and he came here. But it, it, it's really, it, it's, it's, it's the American dream, isn't it? You know, for you to grow up in that business and now, you know, kind of share um, everything that that you know, and but this is this is yours, you know. And I, I mean, I think it's it's it sounds like it's a really exciting time. How do you typically describe um, when we're talking about a Poly Greek Grill to like, let's say it was like a prospective uh, franchisee, Yanni, like you were at a franchise show and they came up to your building and say, "So what do you do? How do, how do you typically describe the concept to someone?" 
Well, there's a couple different approaches I would take, but mm-hmm. more than anything, it's, it's all about authenticity on the brand. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a couple brands out there that are trying to be Greek or yeah. claim to be Greek or, you know, throw a yeah. chicken salad, which has lettuce in it, but that's not a Greek salad. You right. Know, Greek salad has no lettuce. The true mm-hmm. Greek gyro is the hand-stacked pork and the hand-stacked chicken. Granted, we do have the beef and lamb, the ground beef and lamb, like people are used to here in the U.S., but... We offer all the true authentic proteins, all the true authentic recipes, recipes I have passed on from some of them from my grandparents. We still have a couple of my grandma's recipes that we use, uh, some of my dad's, some of my mom's, and some that we have adjusted for dietary restrictions. So all this has come into play uh, from the beginning with standardized processes and procedures to be able to offer the guests the truly authentic Greek meal, Truly, mm-hmm. from start to finish, truly authentic Greek meal, in a build-your-own setup, kind of like what people are used to from Subway or Chipotle. So right. the customer still has full control over their meal while still getting authentic ingredients the whole way through. I um I, I saw you on a on a couple of interviews and I kind of snuck it in in the, uh, the the beginning of the introduction. I heard you say once, you know, Paul is the most authentic Greek gyro you can get without buying a plane ticket. I thought that was very clever. <laughs> I said, well, I, 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 I heard my marketing background. I said, I said that's that that is brilliant, you know, because it, it it's true, you know, it, it, as you said, it, it it's authentic, and I, I think that's that's fantastic. How has um, technology played a role in your business? I'm sure, you know, since you know, since the old days of 1977, you know, when, when you were working as a kid and to where you are today, um, you know, technology plays a big part in, in your type of, of business, Yanni. How, how do you use technology? So if we go back to when we were in Greece and my dad was here with business, he, he also used all the technology that he had available to him. And at that mm-hmm. time, it was a fact. Yeah. I remember every week wow. we were there, just every day we had to make sure there was enough paper in the fax machine for him to get his yeah. reports. Yeah, you know, so but still being a little bit more old school where we had to uh, adapt because we learned from him, but we had to adapt to using new technology, right? Right. Uh, we've integrated all our cloud POS systems. Um, yeah. You know, with our online ordering, with our apps to check all our reports, cameras on the phones, everything. So we have right. full control over all our restaurants, basically from our phone. Um, wow. Whether it's task management everything, anything and everything. And uh, this technology actually, in the way that it's helped is one, it, it's helped us grow. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's no way right. to grow if you're going 100% old school. Uh, you can grow, yeah. but you're probably losing control. Uh, yeah. Two, it helped us survive during uh, the whole shutdowns with coronavirus. <laughs> right, we were, of course. We were already prepared for it, and we didn't even know it. By having our online yeah. ordering system ironed out, perfect, ready to go from, from the opening, it was just, it was a very smooth and simple transition. Wow. Yeah, we just started gearing more people towards the online ordering and orders kept right. coming in. Yeah, like you said, we were prepared and we didn't even know it. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's, and that's <laughs> yeah. what, and, you know, not not everybody was prepared, you know, um, you know, because I, you Unfortunately. know, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's been a common theme, you know, since we've been doing the show such a long time. And it seemed like, you know, that, 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 theme of, of most of the interviews kind of focused on, on COVID and, you know, how everybody's working around it. But like you said, you know, you were prepared and, and, and you know, that that's fantastic. I mean, when we're thinking of, of Greek food, I mean, I, I love Greek food, Yanni, but I, I don't always get a chance. You know, there's not a lot of places out here in, in my part where I live in Pennsylvania to, to get to eat, you know, 
uh, authentic Greek food. But I imagine your industry is, is, is pretty big, you know, that there's, there's, there's a demand for, for authentic Greek food, isn't there? There is. There truly is. I mean, the restaurant industry in the U.S. is what, an $800 billion industry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here in Pennsylvania, you can't find a decent Greek restaurant. Right. Uh, we're in California, exactly. and we couldn't find a decent Greek restaurant. There are a couple uh, full-service restaurants that do a decent to good job, but for the most part, right. anything we found is not truly authentic, and that's what we wanted right. to change. Right. And we focused on the gyro, on the gyro sandwiches, simply because yeah. it's it's the burger of Greece, you know, just like people are used to going to and out here eating burgers or whatnot. And yeah. in Greece, it's all about the gyro. And it does right. change a little bit from northern Greece to southern Greece. But at right. the end of the day, teenagers, they want the gyro. You go out for a quick lunch, you're going to grab a gyro. Um, wow. Honestly, that's what we wanted. That's what we couldn't find. So we truly yeah. started it for ourselves, but with the potential to to grow like we're doing now through franchising. And from the beginning, yeah. we set up with standardized procedures and so on and so forth. And, and truly, at the end of the day, um, it's so underrepresented that that's another pitch towards potential franchisees. That if, if you're looking for right. a food franchise, go get one of the hundreds or thousands of burger joints or one of the hundreds yep. or thousands of sandwich shops right. or come get one of the very few authentic Greek restaurants yeah. out there. If right. you really want that's... to set yourself apart, you got to do something different. I totally agree. I think that's very powerful. I've I've actually um, I've been to uh, Greece, Yanni. I, I I wrote a paper many years ago, and uh, I I got to present it in in Athens, Greece. So I did get a chance to experience the food, you know. And there's nothing like it. I mean, again, I haven't found in the in the states. I mean, it's 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 certainly as you said, it's 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 different, you know. And for you to bring that concept here to the States um, and, and there's a demand for it. I, I think it's, it's, it's very exciting. What's been, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Apollo Greek Grill? Yanni, I, I imagine you probably have hundreds of stories, but does anything kind of like stand out to you over the years where you say, wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. Well, we're used to from the other restaurants too and the diners of people telling us how, uh, how important we are for the community because we mm-hmm. give back. But besides all the, you know, donations and charity work that we do, um, yeah. the fact that we give value for money for the meals, uh, we right. people tell us that what we do is actually it's a service that we offer such good quality meals at that price. Right. And that has rolled over into a pull, of course. But so we're used to that kind of feedback already. But what truly stood out with us with Apollo was um, people coming up to us. Greeks from Greece, that were born, raised, grew up in Greece, and now live right. here due to work or whatnot, uh, coming up to us, some of them in tears, that wow. they finally found something to remind them of mm-hmm. Greece, something that truly feels and tastes like they're in Greece. Because wow. we have, I mean, we have Greek music playing in the restaurant all day long. Yeah, and, uh, a couple Greek sayings on the walls. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of the interior, mm-hmm. and we just try to portray that overall Greek hospitality. Uh, from the moment people walk in to the moment they walk out. But at the end of wow. the day, you can do, you can bring in designers, you can do whatever you want to do that whole image. Right. But if your food is not authentic, that's right. where you lose it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what what um, got these people so emotional. And they were truly in tears. I mean, I, I was shocked. I thought something was, was really wrong when they came up. <laughs> and uh, one lady actually right. even hugged us. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing this. Yeah. 
That's how that you knew. That's probably right? a, a yeah, that's how you story. knew you had something. I mean, when when when, when you can bring someone <laughs> yeah. to tears and and you you remind them of of, of home, you know that that yep. that's how you knew, you know. And 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 I'm sure that's you know at the point you, you probably you knew that you were ready to to franchise the concept. And you know, speaking of, of, of franchising, Yanni, so what types of characteristics or traits do you look for? Um, in your perspective, franchisees, if you're meeting with someone and, and they kind of express interest in becoming a franchisee, like how do you know that they're going to be a fit or a match? Well, when we were getting set up for the franchise, we partnered up with kind of a, a veteran in the industry, if I may. Yeah. If I may call him that. <laughs> yeah. And one thing he told us to look for, he calls it the jerk factor, to oh. make sure that the other person is not going to be difficult to work with. <laughs> now, I like to typically elaborate on that. And, yeah. Um, there was actually recently an advice piece that I wrote that got published about the characteristics that we look for. Wow. Um, and it's truly just being open-minded, right? understanding that things do not happen overnight, and yeah. that you have to work hard. There's no uh, – it's not a get-rich-quick scheme or right. anything like that. Right. If you want to be successful in restaurants, you have to work hard. Whether mm-hmm. you're an owner operator or you're you're an individual that has 10, 15, 20 locations, you still have to right. work hard. You have right. to know the in, in and outs of the business, whether it's how to properly clean the restroom, which I still mm-hmm. do to this day if needed. Right. Or it's to cook, to clean, to do your payroll, to anything and everything. All aspects of the restaurant, you have to learn them. You have to know them. And yes, you'll have your key people to rely on, but uh, ultimately you have to be able to jump in at any given time. Wow, that's and that's, I think that's that's top. We have we're looking for people that are willing to put in the work. Right, if someone that thinks it'll be an easy ride and it'll be a you know a Monday to Friday job for a few hours a day, then right. it's not for them. You know, right, a right. restaurant and, and to be done properly does require time, but. When you yeah. put in the time, you also get rewarded for it. There's a reward at the end of the road, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's powerful. How does the the training work, Yanni? I mean, when you're, you know, I, I mean, again, it's I know things are different today. You know, it's like pre-COVID. You know, but how does the training work? Maybe like in the past, before COVID happened, and I'm sure you'll go back to the old ways. Um, but but how are you doing it now? Well, it's not changing too much because part of it is, let's say, classroom. Uh, right, right. Uh, so that would just be done via Zoom right now versus in mm-hmm. person. Uh, right. So the classroom part, we would take, we would look at some fundamentals of management, the clerical work behind this, scheduling, all that stuff. But when we really dig into it, is in person, both at our location and at the franchisee's location prior to opening, uh, where we, if if we can now with COVID, we bring, we actually bring some people in from Greece as well. Wow. Uh, to show proper cutting of the meats, proper right. wrapping of the pitas. And if we can't bring people in from Greece, well, the people that we're bringing were trained by those same people. So it just right. goes down. So, I mean, that that all brings into the authenticity. And if we want this to follow through to our franchisees and their locations, whether it's another one here in California or in Pennsylvania or Texas or North Carolina right. or wherever, that has to follow through. And sure. That's why we're we are going to focus a lot on the training for the proper wrapping, yeah. uh, some tricks, you know, here and there, the tests, how to test that we do all that, and we do have quizzes as well because we know that everyone wow. likes a pop quiz at the end of classes. Of course. 
That's great. That's fantastic. I think that's, I think that's terrific. How would you, because again, you've been doing this most of your life, um, but for our listeners who don't know, I mean, is, is there such a thing as a, a, a typical day for an Apollo uh, 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 franchisee, um, you know, from kind of like prep, I guess prep, a lot of prep in the beginning of the day. And, you know, it's, it's probably a lot of ins and outs during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, Operations will start from, uh, yeah, from prepping, restocking, uh, making sure everything's in order, making sure everything is clean. There's there's a joke in the restaurant industry, a standard line is, who closed last night? Because yeah. that closing, people are rushing to get out and everything doesn't right. always get done properly. So right, part of opening right. in the morning is, is that you have to make sure that everything was done properly the night before. Closed down, cleaned. If it wasn't cleaned, you have to clean it. And uh, on great. on the owner manager side, it's the bookkeeping side, making sure mm-hmm. you know registers closed properly, making sure all right. your inventory is in order. You're not going to run out of something for the day. Right. Uh, one thing we like to push all our managers for is double check your schedules, even if you're driving your employees crazy. Yeah. If you know someone is to not show up for their shift. Call them every yeah. day to make sure they're going to show up for their shift. Right. Right. Uh, and then yeah. you know running through the lunch rushes or the dinner rushes, depending on on the demographics of the area. Uh, but for the the most part, in the beginning of the opening of the restaurant, I like to say there's no typical day. Probably right. takes at least a month, if not two, three months, depending how aggressive an operator is to put things, uh, to get things on track. And also depends on the employees you find in the beginning, but it, it takes about a month to maybe three months to settle into a new location yeah. and find a routine. Right. Right. That's fantastic. Uh, your, your family, I guess I could describe your family as being, you know, entrepreneurial in the sense, you know, that, that you, you know, you're, you come from a family of entrepreneurs and you're an entrepreneur from, from everything you've learned up to this point, Yanni, uh, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? You know, cause you know, there, there is so much out there, uh, you know, in the, in the food industry. And then there's like, I think like 75 other industries out there. We, we found that over the years that a lot of our listeners, when they want to get into franchising, they don't even know where to begin because they're like overwhelmed, you know? So for, from everything that you've learned up to this point, uh, what advice could you give our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? I would say to narrow your focus. Mm. See what you like, what you're passionate yeah. about. If, if you're mm-hmm. passionate about animals, go for a pet franchise. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. a foodie, if you're passionate about food or passionate about service, then yeah, go for a restaurant. Yeah. But don't just go for a certain franchise because of the potential mm-hmm. of what money you might be able to make or because you see someone else being successful for it. You right. have to love what you do, especially yeah. in the restaurant business. You have to, uh, you really have to love, love food and service and, yeah. and dealing with people and all that to be in the business. Right. Um, if, one thing that we grew up believing in that we were taught is that if you do what you love, it's not work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not yeah. working. You're going, you're doing That's your right. hobby. Yeah. I have personally, yeah. I have no hobbies. People ask me what my hobbies are. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't have much. Hobbies. That's your hobby, right? I don't have many hobbies. Work. Yeah. I That's like, great. That's I like, restaurants. I like, I love opening restaurants. I love the yeah. challenge of opening restaurants. And that's what we do. That's what we do. That's we great. grow restaurants. We, we operate them. We open and um, yeah, so that's it. I would just say that's focus on, on what you like, on what you love. 
Yeah, it would be great if all of us could say that, right? It's it's that uh, you know, is it your hobby? Is doing your job? You know, and and, and, and not everybody gets to say that, and I, I think that's 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 so powerful. So I I, mean, I can ask you the next question. I mean, where do you see uh, Apollo Greek Grill Yanni? I mean, if you can look into a crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, we that's ah, a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> actually, not so much a tough question. I just I'm I'm more of a realist. Than mm-hmm. an optimist, right, right? Our advising consultant uh, says that he sees Apollo becoming uh, quickly becoming a national brand, quickly yeah. becoming a thousand unit chain, right? And right. I quickly could be what ten years, fifteen years. I don't sure. know. Sure, right, I, right. I'm not a veteran in the franchising world. I'm new. Right. I, I like to kind of consider myself a veteran in the restaurant business. Sure. But our steps for Apollo for the next few years is hopefully to get to about. 10 to 20 location over the next two, three years. Yeah. Um, and we are looking at hopefully launching a, a retail line of products soon as well. Wow. Uh, just That's because exciting. we've gotten a lot of, um, yeah, yeah that, that, that'll be great. It'll be great to be able to go into a supermarket and get an Apollo Dizzy. Wow. That's yeah. terrific. That is really so exciting. Th- these are just some ideas, but we want it yeah. to become uh, a household brand, a household name. We want it to become the place that people think of uh, when they're looking for a good Greek gyro. You know, sure. like, where should we go grab a gyro? It shouldn't be, right. where should we go grab a gyro? It should be, let's go to Apollo. Exactly. That's what we want to go. That's what we want to achieve. That's fantastic. I, I, I think that's exciting. What, what's the best way for our listeners, Yanni, to get more information on Apollo? I mean, should they go to, is there any websites that you like to kind of direct them to, to get more information? Sure, they can go to our just our general website, which is Eat Apollo. That's Eat as in Eat Your Food, and then okay. Apollo, A as in Apple, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, L as in Larry, A as in Apple, .com. And then click on Franchise and Request More Information. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Yanni, and I'd like to invite you back, if you don't mind, in the next year or two as you continue to grow, because I think this is a wonderful franchise concept. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for helping us spread the word. I look forward to talking to you again. This has been my pleasure, Yanni. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews.